0: This is my testimony.
1: together worthy? Can you say he's altogether lovely? Can you say he's altogether wonderful? Can you say that? Do you believe it if you say it? Do you really believe it if you say it? Has he been good to you? Like sister shared with us she said the Lord has been so good to her down through the years he's been good and he's still good right now.
2: It's time to sing your song and for it
3: up and sing. Courtney has brought us, and Hayward and Stephen has brought us to the throne of God. And the Spirit is moving this morning. Now there's one thing that I I get, that if you sit down, the Holy Spirit can't make its way all the way through. (laughs) He gets stuck somewhere in one of those bins. So we're going to stand up and we're going to open up and we're going to allow him to freely move throughout our whole body. As our whole self begins to worship the God of gods, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one that is worthy of our praise this morning, the one that is worthy of us worshiping him, the one that is worthy of us calling upon his name, because his name is great, his name is mighty, and he is here with us this morning. Invite Him in. Allow Him to move in your heart, in your life now.
2: We exalt Thee,
1: oh, Lord. Can you say, we exalt Thee? Come on, we exalt Thee. We exalt thee. Come on. We exalt Come on, we exalt, we exalt thee, oh Lord. Come on, let's just exalt Him. Let's just bow our hands. We exalt. I exalt, let's make it personal. I exalt. Come on, let him hear you, let him hear you. I exalt thee. Oh Lord. Oh, I exalt thee, I exalt thee. I go right there. See, the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. He wants a surrendered heart. He wants us with our hands lifted up and our mouths filled with praise. And as we come right down before Him, just take a minute just to cancel out everything around you and see Him and own We love you, Lord God. There's no fear in love. for perfect love casts out all fear. Father, we worship you with a pure heart. We lift up clean hands. We give you glory right now, God. We honor you. Father, we feel your presence among us. Not just to visit, but to live, Lord God. To dwell within us, to dwell within us, God. We say thank you, Lord Jesus. We just say thank you, God. You're worthy, Father. You're so worthy to be praised. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Lord we
3: here that wants to be anointed this morning so if I can have some to kind of gather around and we're going to gather but we're going to keep safe distance so come and gather and uh, place your hands upon her spiritually as you can
2: (laughs) thank you God
3: this lovely woman has been through a lot but God has touched her We have seen God's healing hand upon her life through the stroke and through all the things. Today she comes and she says she's having headaches. And we're going to pray that God would touch that and that God would remove the pain and take the headaches away. As we love Him and as we trust in Him, He is the mighty physician. He is the one that touches us and heals us. He created us. He knows us. He knows where we are. But he knows who we can ever, who we can be through him. So this morning, I anoint you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, dear Lord, for today. God, I thank you for the privilege that we have, God, of coming to you with our ailments and with our concerns and with our pains. And right now, dear Lord, your child, God, she comes to you and she says, I ask for a healing touch. God, she asks that you would remove the headaches and you would take the pains. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, God, I pray that you would do that. But God, I pray that you would work in her soul. And God, that you would revive her soul. Yes. Heal her from the inside out. Yes, Jesus. God, that she praises you all day long. Yes, Any day, every day. But God, we pray for the healing touch because you are the mighty physician. Scripture tells us that we are healed from the stripes on your back of crucifixion. Oh God, we thank you and God, we praise you, dear Lord, that you withstood all of that for us. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for being with us so far and through this. Yes. And God, I pray, dear Lord, as we move into the Word, God, that this, the soil of the souls have been tilled. Te- yes, and God, that they would receive what you would have for them to receive this morning. Hallelujah. And God, as your humble servant, yes, God. God, I pray that you would hide me behind your cross. Hallelujah. And God, that every word that is spoken, God, would be your words. And God, I pray that you would open up the ears and the hearts. That they would receive those words. Again, we thank you and we praise you for who you are. And we pray all of this. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. This morning, I want us to go into a a book that very seldom read, very seldom preached from, but I want you to go to Habakkuk, and we're going to look at chapter 1, and this is from the prophet Habakkuk, and in verse 2, we get this understanding here as it says, How long, O Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen. The first thing that we get here is that this is a limited. This is this is Habakkuk's, uh, you know, cry out to God. Now it's not his first time. He had been crying this out for a while for these words to be written and to be spoken to us. It says, "How long? How much should I do, or how long should I cry before?" You will help us. A lament is a deep, sorrowful cry out to God. This is not one of those times that we have a little ailment and we go and we fall upon our knees once and we ask God to speak to us or we ask God to remove us from this struggle. This is something that has been happening in, in his life that he has been dealing with for quite a long time. But the thing that we look at and that we see here is that there are all too often these moments and times in our lives that we have these struggles and we pray and then we get up and we forget that we've prayed. We don't take it or we don't leave it there. Now, I understand as a pastor, I know that I have preached to you that there are prayers that God just simply tells us that he wants us to pray one time and then leave it alone because it's in his hands but then there's other things that we are dealing with and that we work in and that we work through in our lives that we have to pray or we need to pray for it constantly. And this is one of those times. So we find here that he is asked, he says, okay, how long or how much should I have to call out for your help? And you don't listen to me, you don't answer. Violence is everywhere. I cry, but you do not come and save us. Must I forever see these evil deeds? Why must I watch all the misery wherever I look? I see destruction and violence. I'm surrounded by people who are eager Or who love to argue and to fight. Listen to verse 4. The law has become paralyzed. And there is no justice in the courts. The wicked outnumber the righteous. So that justice has become perverted. So his lamentation and his cries out to God is what? He is saying, I do not want to look at the violence that's going on. I don't want to look at all the wickedness that is here before me. It says that it is so wicked that the the court system has become paralyzed. Preaching 101, never begin to preach without a tissue. So teacher, I apologize, I now have one. Aren't we there today? Whenever we look at these words... Does these words not ring true for where we are today? But here we are as the church. In the church, we're crying out and we're doing what? We're crying out for God to come and for God to straighten out all the wickedness. We're crying out for God and we see, you know, he's saying here, it's not that he's doing wicked, it's not that he's involved in the wickedness, he says, how long do I have to look upon it? The churches, we've been praying for peace, haven't we? Do we have peace in our land today? But we've been praying for it, right? Whew, man, this morning's going, man, it's... Let's look at the reply. Let's look at verse 5. Verse 5 is God's reply. He says, The Lord replied, Look around at the nations. Look and be amazed. For I am doing something in your day. In your day. Even if someone told you about it. I'm sorry, I just skipped something. In your day, something you would not believe, even if someone had told you about it. So let me explain this to you. So this is like someone that came up to you whenever you're growing up, and they told you how fabulous it was to kiss somebody. Whoo, man, that's a great thing, isn't it? but you've never experienced it, so you're like, well, I don't really think it's all that great. Now, whenever you experience it, it's going to be wonderful for those of you that haven't experienced it. It is wonderful to really give a good kiss onto that special woman of yours or man of yours. Man, it's just great. But this is what he's talking about. He says, there's something that's happening in your time that unless you experience it, unless you see it, you won't believe it. Something's happening now, but we can't see it. Why can't we see it? Because we're all too concerned about the pandemic. We're all too concerned about being shut up in our house. Do you realize that in this moment, in this pandemic time that we're in, that divorce has rose to a great height? There's been more divorces during pandemic than any three or four months in quite a while. Why? Is it because we get locked up and we find that we can't handle our spouses? We're missing the point. We're missing what God has for us. He is saying right here, he says, I have something in your day that's going to be amazing. That's going to be great. You're going to have to experience it for it to truly affect you. The church is sitting on the sidelines with our hands up, scratching our heads, trying to figure out what in the world we're going to do because we can't join together in the church. But yet we're sitting at home with our children, with our wives, our husbands, and we're doing absolutely nothing for God. Man, watch the Facebook. You know, I look on Facebook. I watch this video of this guy here. Now, I have to confess, I took three lessons of ballroom dancing. And after the third lesson, I wanted to sign up for the fourth, and Peggy was like, John, every time we dance, it looks like you're in pain. I just, I just can't get it. I, I got no rhythm. Uh, you know, I'm trying to get the twirls and stuff around. I, I just don't got it. But this guy here says that he can teach you four moves that will bring you and your wife closer together than anything else. I might try that. This pandemic came along. And I told y'all that I was going to do great. Man, I, I was turning over a new leaf. I was thinking through this process more. I was going to love Peggy and show her that I loved her more and more all the time. I, and y'all know that I don't like feet. Y'all remember, I told y'all this story before. I rubbed her feet three nights in a row. I went off to the store and I got some of this oil and stuff that scented oil. And I'd rub this scented oil on her feet. I did it three nights in a row that first week. I did it maybe one night or two nights the second week. Hadn't done it since. Man, I was like gangbusters, man. I was like, yeah, man, we're going to do this great. But you know what? In this pandemic, we've been at home, but we've done absolutely nothing to grow our families. We found project after project to do. Lowe's and Home Depot, I want you all to notice, I want you to look at it, stocks, Okay, Lowe's and Home Depot stocks are shooting out the roof because so many people doing so many home projects. You remember you couldn't even get into Lowe's parking lot four weeks ago. You couldn't four weeks ago on a Saturday. You couldn't park. You couldn't get in there. We were so anxious to get all these projects done that we missed what God has for us. Now, I want you to see this because, see, we have God's reply, right? He says that he's going to do something amazing. He says that he's going to do something that unless you experience it, you won't even think that it really happened. So here's what he's going to do. He says, I'm going to rise up the Babylonian kingdom, and they're going to come through, and they're going to destroy everybody. (laughs) Whoa, wait, wait, God. I didn't sign up for that program. I didn't sign up for that one. Is that what we're asking God to do? Whenever we pray out and whenever we cry out to God and we ask Him to bring peace to this land, are we asking Him to bring in somebody to conquer us? Was that what Habakkuk was doing? Do you think he was really really telling God to send the Babylonian army to come through and destroy the Israelites and to put them into captivity? No, but we're missing what God has for us. He says, I'm doing something great and amazing in your day. But what have we done? We've ran. I want you to know that first Sunday that we were not allowed to have church in the facility and we had to put it on Facebook. How many of you watched one service? A lot of people watched multiple services that day. Now, be careful because Scripture says that in the later days that we will listen to messages that tickle our ears. There will be over a thousand messages on Facebook today. Will we go from message to message saying that sounds good or will we go to God's word and allow God's word to transform us and sit right there where he is? I say that because I do it. I go to Facebook throughout the week and I'll listen to at least three services during the week. Whenever I get through with that service, I'm like, man, that sounded really good. And then I go on about my business. God's word is alive, God's word is transforming. Now, I don't know anybody that would be able to sit through three services and have their lives transformed in all three services. You go where that is going to take you. Because if God's Word is truly transforming us, the only thing that our human body can truly experience and deal with is one. we're getting our ears tickled because we can go and hear one good message and then we can go and hear another good message and because it's on Facebook and I'm sitting at home, it has absolutely nothing to do with me internally. See, we've, we've fought this. I, I don't know where you are with the pandemic. I don't know... Uh, You know, the the city of Rock Hill has made it mandatory for us to wear masks and we're fighting it tooth and nail. Whenever they came out with that, the first thing that I did was like, okay, where's the loophole so I don't have to wear one? You're missing the point. This pandemic has absolutely nothing to do with just the United States. It's across the world. I will let you know this that if someone in your family gets the you know gets COVID, it'll change your tune. It's real. We need to make sense and we need to make sure that we do the things that we're supposed to do. And it's not just for us. It's for the people around us. If you can't wear a mask, that's fine. Keep your social distancing. If you don't like social distancing, wear a mask. This is real stuff. So God's here and God has came in. I guess I'm assuming that you believe that God is is sovereign and that God is in control of all things. Because this is here and God has either brought it to us or He's allowed it and every single thing that He brings to us or allows us to happen to us is so that we would bow before Him and realize and recognize Him as the God of God and the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and we will worship Him with all authority, regardless of what it is. So where we sit at today, if you're the same you are spiritually as whenever the pandemic hit today than you were then, you've missed the point. God is calling us, and he says, if you're at home, spend time with me. Does anybody have a new habit? Because we've been in this pandemic long enough. As far as our scriptural reading Have we developed a better prayer life because we have more time to be able to be sitting alone at home in our prayer closet? Or are we still so convinced and so consumed with the fact that I've got to get out that we're missing the fact that God is wanting to get in? His prayer was for peace, for all the violence to go away. God says, okay, here it comes. Here comes a group of people that verse 7 describes them in this way. They are notorious for their cruelty and they do whatever they like. So the Geneva Convention and how we're supposed to deal with and how we're supposed to be nice to our captives, that's not this. That's not where they are. Satan? That's Satan. That's where Satan's at. He's cruel. He doesn't care. The only thing that he cares about is whether or not he destroys your life and he keeps you from living with God and from doing what God wants you to do. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's all he's come to do. But here we are. We're so consumed and we're so stuck. I don't want to see this violence anymore, God. I want a peace. I want peace. I want peace. The Israelites cried out to God, wanted to be freed from slavery. In Acts chapter 15, 22, Moses then leads the people of Israel away from the Red Sea after they had crossed through it on dry ground and then moves them out into the desert. Not a nice comfortable place. Into the desert. Daniel chapter 3 verses 16 through 18. The fiery furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You get it? They still had to go into the fiery furnace. But God was right there. Right there with them. They came out. Didn't even smell like smoke. But before, the thing about it is, is before, they told King Nebuchadnezzar, regardless, this is Pastor John's paraphrase, regardless if the flames consume us or not, I'm still going to worship God. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of what happens, I'm still going to worship Daniel chapter 6 verses 16 through 22 Daniel still had to go into the lions den. Daniel spent the night in the lions den. The night that we're living in might seem long. But the light will come. But not before the darkness. Daniel slept with the lions because God Almighty was with him in the lion's den. Luke chapter 22, verses 41 through 44, Jesus still went to the cross. He went to the cross for each one of us. Luke 22, 41 through 44. As Jesus praying in the garden of Gethsemane. He said, God, Father, please take this away from me. Please take this away from me. His lament was so strong that he sweat drops of blood. He wanted it to be removed from Him. But He still went to the cross for each and every one of us. This pandemic that we're in, it's nothing. It's nothing. But we've missed the point. It's for us to draw closer to God. It's for us to reconcile our relationship with God. A relationship that is reconciled is a relationship that is brought back to good because of it it being broken. Adam and Eve broke that relationship with God whenever they sinned and took of the forbidden fruit. Every single person from that moment on that was born on this earth was born into sin with a broken relationship that God has been desiring to rekindle and to bring back together so that we can have a right relationship with Him. I've been reading this book He Loves Me and I really like this. I, you, know, you might kind of feel that I'm weird or something like that. But, you know, I am one of those people that used to stand out into the fields and stuff. And I would pluck a daisy line out of the ground, you know, off the, you know, I would take a daisy line. And I would stand there and I would pull those petals off and say, he loves me. Uh, no, wait a minute. She loves, me. she loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. She loves me not. And this book is about God's true love for us. God's true love for us, we grab that same flower and we go, He loves me. 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 me." Regardless of what I've done, He went to the cross so that I could have that right relationship with him. Now let's go back to that kiss that we talked about. Because that kiss, whoo, I don't know about you, but man, that kiss, man, that first time whenever I got to kiss my wife Peggy, whoo, palms of my hands all wet and slimy. Man, I had cold chills. I was so nervous I could barely catch my breath. I was like, "Who is gonna happen tonight. Whew, I'm going to get to kiss her. Whew. Man, I was standing in front of a dorm room door and there was at least 50 or 60 people around and all I could see was her. And Whenever I kissed her, that shock wave went through my body. Whew. Man, that's that relationship that God has for us. Yes. That every single day whenever we wake up, Every single day we're able to kiss him. And every single day we get to have that shock wave run through our system because of his love for us. But we're missing it today because we're so consumed with it having to be peace. Daniel met God or knew God and had him in the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was in the fiery furnace. The Israelites wandered around in the desert for 40 years. It took 40 years for God to get Egypt out of his children so that they would be able to realize who he is. this is a good message today and why is it a good message because he's doing something in our time something that is amazing but if it's not going to happen to you you'll never believe it you've got to be willing and ready to receive to receive it and to accept it but wait a minute That means that we're going to have to endure the pains of this world. Knowing the love of the one that saves us. Man, that electric shock. Man, I'm going to drink me some water and I'm going to wet up my lips and I'm going to give me a good kiss this afternoon for my wife. But I want you to know, I've received a great kiss from my God this morning. His Spirit's here, and it's moving in our midst. He is speaking to someone today. I truly believe that. I truly believe that we have to refuse to see, and we have to understand that God is at work. Satan doesn't win this battle. It's only God. We're victorious through Him. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank You for today. I thank You for these words that we have, that You have given to us. God, these are powerful words, and these are transforming words. God, I pray, to Lord, that the people that are with us tonight, today, God, that they won't miss you in these moments and times. God, that they would experience you afresh and anew every single day. God, that we would rekindle the relationship with you. But God, that we would rekindle the relationship with our loved ones, with our children, with our husbands, our wives, with our neighbors. we thank you for today. In Jesus' name, Amen.